Welcome to the Medical Association of Georgia's award-winning top doc show. With more than 8,000 members who care for patients in every specialty and practice setting, MAG is the leading voice for physicians in Georgia. Go to mag.org to join MAG if you're a physician in Georgia. And thanks to Alliant Health Solutions for its support as a sponsor. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a special edition of the Top Doc Show. I'm your host and MAG CEO, Donald Pomisano. We are going to be discussing the crucial need to increase Georgia's tobacco tax on today's show. It is my honor to introduce three of the nation's leading physicians who also happen to be Georgians. This includes Dr. Patrice Harris, who is president of the American Medical Association. We also have Dr. Jacqueline Fincher, who is president of the American College of Physicians. And we have Dr. Sally Goza, who is president of the American Academy of Pediatrics. We've been doing this show for more than five years and we've had more than a million viewers but this is the most star power we've ever had on one top doc show. <laughs> thank you all. Thank you very much for coming on the show today. We really do appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, the tobacco tax um, has been a, a point of discussion for, for a number of years and, and we've had some challenges on, on getting that passed at the Georgia general assembly. So let me begin by asking Dr. Harris to give an update on a, the adult smoking rate in Georgia. Thank you, Donald, and, and I will do that, but I, I cannot let this moment go without saying what a wonderful opportunity I have had to be a part of two triple threats. On the national level of the AMA, we have the president-elect, the president, and the media pastor women, and how wonderful it has been here in Georgia to have the triple, triple threat of Sally, Jackie, and I representing three wonderful national organizations. So I couldn't let this moment uh, go by without saying that. Um, and thank you for hosting this on this very important topic. I think we can't forget, we have to be grounded. We are appropriately focused on COVID, but we can't forget that smoking was the leading cause of preventable death in this country, right? Responsible, according to the CDC, for about one in five uh, deaths. Uh, according to CDC, about 13, almost 14% of adults smoke. And here in Georgia, about 17.5%. Uh, so the numbers tell us that this is a significant disease, significant problem that causes disease and death. Yeah. So, so Dr. Goza, let me ask you this question. Is smoking, vaping, and nicotine use among children and teens uh, a problem in Georgia in 2020? It is. Tobacco use is a pediatric problem. Most adult tobacco users don't start using as adults. They start before they turn 18. And tobacco companies know this. And they really target our youth with appealing flavors, low prices, and high nicotine content to attract that next generation of lifelong users. In Georgia, 7.7% of high school students smoke, and one in four middle and high school students have vaped. Wow. And so when you look at, at, at that and, and you, you compare movies, if you remember prior to 2000, mm -hmm. uh, there was smoking in all the movies. So if you go look at like the usual suspects or any kind of movie, there was always smoking. And then all of a sudden, there wasn't for a long period of time. And now you're starting to see that come back. And that goes to your point is smoking's cool it kind of gives that, you know, that, that idea about it. So Dr. Fincher, in your experience, can you tell us when people generally start smoking? 
Well, as Dr. Goza said, this is a pediatric um, issue uh, because we know that nine out of 10 smokers actually try their first cigarette before the age of 18. And certainly according to the CDC, every single day, about 1,600 youth under 18 try their first cigarette and every day nearly 200 become regular daily smokers. It is, it's terrible. And when you talk to adults that are addicted and they have COPD and they want to quit um, and you ask them, when did you actually start smoking? It's always when they were young teenagers or middle teenagers. It was not when they were in their 20s or 30s. Right. And so when you look at, um, when you look at how much a pack of cigarettes costs, um, I was on a phone call earlier today. And um, in Canada, the, the, the pack of cigarettes costs $15. If you go to New York, I think it's around like $15 for a pack of cigarettes. Dr. Harris, um, how much is a pack of cigarettes in Georgia today? And when was the last increase? Well, I, I have to tell you, Donald, I don't know how much a pack of cigarettes is. Uh, I actually don't look at that, uh, but I will tell you that the cigarette tax is low here in Georgia. Let me just say that um, I've looked at the latest information from Tobacco Free Kids and it is not good. We are 49th. Our current state tax is 37 cents. Mm. I believe in New York and some of those it's seven bucks, but our current state tax is 37 cents. Do you know the last time we increased it? 2003. Wow. Everyone correct me on my math, but that's what, 17 years ago? Yeah. Right. At, at that time, it was increased from 12 cents to 37 cents. And the national average, listen to this now, is $1.81. So here we are at 37 cents, the national average, $1.81, and we are number 49th. So uh, certainly um, our numbers don't look good uh, when it comes to cigarette taxes. I can tell you when I went and got gas the other day, I saw that um, cigarettes were being advertised like five or six dollars, right, for a pack of cigarettes. And when you look like New York and Canada and other places that are fifteen dollars, I mean, you know, Georgia's obviously, as you just pointed out, extremely on the low end. And and I know Dr. Fincher that with with the American College of Physicians, you know, lobbying down at at the Capitol on this issue. And I know this has been a big issue. Um, how has that argument? gone over that Georgia's cigarette tax is so much lower than any other states, especially when we're hovering around the 49th um, uh, out of 50. You know, it's really ridiculous. And I was, I was looking back 2003. This is when I was much younger. <laughs> Only my beautician knows for sure. But this was the first year of Sonny Perdue's uh, um, uh, time as governor in our state that was the last tax increase and the time before that was under Jimmy Carter as governor so we're wow. talking early 70s so our tobacco tax has certainly not kept up with the times and um, our whole state is bearing the burden of that when we look at one of the things I know that I always hear uh, from our legislators is, well, what's the tobacco tax around us, um, our contiguous states? Well, the reality is, is that they are 50 to 70% more than what ours is. 
every single one of them all around us. And um, Florida is like four times what ours is, but the other Southern states, they are all significantly higher, almost double or more in every single contiguous state. So when we talk about, um, you know, we, we used to always say, well, thank God for Mississippi or thank God for Alabama. Not anymore. They say, thank God for Georgia because Georgia looks worse. <laughs> so we, this is something, you know, when we're talking about uh, having a competitive state, you want to have a healthy um, employee uh, workforce for any industry. And when we have low tobacco tax and we are essentially encouraging people to smoke, that's not good for the state taxpayers, and it's not good for our businesses who have to pay for insurance for those smokers. Exactly. So, Dr. Goza, let me ask you a question um, about um, reducing teen smoking. Uh, do you think that increasing the tobacco tax will really reduce teen smoking in our state? Absolutely. And there are several studies that can confirm that. Um, the AAP has looked at this for years and advocated for increased um, tobacco tax for children, nicotine tax. Teens are price-sensitive tobacco users, and so raising ta taxes on nicotine, tobacco, and vaping products is really one of the most important parts of ending that youth tobacco epidemic. And so, Dr. Fincher, um, how does raising that cost of cigarettes then translate into good health policy? So one of the things that I'll just kind of tag on to what Dr. Goza was saying is that for every 10% increase in the tobacco tax, we know that youth smoking goes down 7%. So just as she was saying that teens are extremely cost sensitive. And so that's key because we don't want teens to start. And that's what makes a difference in healthcare costs over a lifetime um, for those people. We also know that as the tobacco tax goes up and uh, people don't smoke as much, then we have less expenditures on tobacco-related disease. So again, if we just think about this spending in our state on tobacco-related disease, just in Medicaid alone is $650 million a year. Wow. Our current tobacco tax only brings in $200 million. So if you look at it this way, our state, our taxpayers are essentially subsidizing the tobacco industry in this state by over $400 million a year. So, so let me drill down a little bit more on, on, on that response. So can you give me, um, just kind of give me a little bit more on how the tobacco use affects Georgia's economy each year as well? So one of the big things is um, with if we raise that tobacco tax, then it would be applied to the Medicaid budget and multiplied by that federal matching gift. So we would actually be receiving more money from, from the feds to help in our treatment of citizens of this state who are particularly under Medicaid. But even more so, if we think about just the air we breathe here in the state of Georgia and secondhand smoke, again, the higher that tobacco tax is, the less people smoke, the better clean air we have, that helps everybody. Less heart attacks, less COPD exacerbations, less asthma, less allergy issues. 
which are all huge in our state and a significant source of major health problems. So, so Dr. Goza, uh, we're going into the Georgia General Assembly to complete uh, this, this latest session, um, especially with COVID has caused this delay. So now the General Assembly is coming back. Um, the, the, you know, COVID-19 has had a dramatic impact on the Georgia economy. Uh, the, the, the governor's asking for 14% cuts on uh, the next year's budget. And so uh, obviously the, the General Assembly is, is, is looking for sources of revenue. How much tax revenue would uh, an increase in the tobacco tax generate at just $1.50 a pack? So that would generate about 425 to 588 million dollars that that we could get into our coppers in the in the state. Uh, right now, we generate about 220 million, um, and we have 150 million that Georgia receives each year from the tobacco settlement agreement that resulted from a large settlement by the country's four largest tobacco companies over healthcare costs. And all of these funds could be used for any reason in the state budget. And then how how let me ask, let me just follow up on that. How reliable as a source of revenue is a cigarette tax? Well, just like Jacqueline said, for every 10% increase in the price of cigarettes, consumption is reduced by about 4%. And this has been shown over and over. And a, a couple of examples. In 2009, Florida increased its cigarette tax by a dollar from 34 cents to $1.34 per pack. And over the next year, the state had a 27.4% decline in cigarette pack sales while raising revenue by about 829 million, which was an increase of 193%. And West Virginia did this in 2016 with a 65 cent increase, and the state saw a 16% decline in cigarette pack sales and an 84% increase in revenue over the 12 months prior to that. Wow, wow, that's, that's impressive numbers, especially um, how it decreases smoking as well. Uh, Dr. Harris, let me ask you, would a tax increase, um, how would that impact people with lower incomes? Well, well, certainly this is a flat tax, right? So it would impact everyone uh, in the same way. Everyone would pay whatever that uh, tobacco tax is in the same way. But as both Dr. Fincher and Dr. Goza have said, when you increase taxes, you reduce the, the amount of smoking. And we know that so many uh, people with lower economic security smoke. And so we want them to smoke less, right? Because we want to improve their health. You know, I wanna say there's no mistake about it. This is a health issue, right? right. Uh, nicotine, there are lots of other uh, ingredients that are bad for your health, but nicotine, which is the uh, ingredient that causes addiction, um, by the way, and that's nicotine is also in vaping. We're not talking about that today, but uh, we can't uh, <laughs> forget that is a very important topic. Uh, but but certainly it's it's an addictive substance and we need to do all that we can to improve the health of everyone. And so this tobacco tax, as you have heard, uh, certainly helps reduce smoking, which ultimately reduce health. Uh, improves health, by the way, and reduces those deaths that I mentioned at the very beginning. And, and that was going to be my next question, is that you believe that increasing the tobacco tax will actually prevent deaths? 
I do. I mean, we, we, we know that, again, tobacco being the leading cause of preventable deaths. Uh, you've heard uh, that this increase in taxes could uh, reduce consumption. That's what we all want. And that will go a long way in helping not only prevent deaths again, but improve uh, health outcomes. You know, I've been um, in the hospital and taking care of patients who have severe lung disease uh, based on smoking and heart disease and diabetes and all of those things based on smoking. So um, there would certainly be improved health outcomes and certainly reduce death. And by the way, I'm so glad I'm a Georgia peach through and through now, but um, Dr. Goza mentioned West Virginia and uh, <laughs> a lot of chronic disease in West Virginia. So this is very right. important in reducing chronic disease. Absolutely. And so I, I'm glad that you brought up vaping and, um, and obviously e-cigarettes uh, goes along with that. And, and one of the biggest concerns that I see is just teenagers walking around with the vaping devices. And uh, it's, at least with cigarettes, you can see somebody smoking a cigarette and smell it. With vaping, it's, it's almost like it's, it's there for a second and then it's gone, right? And so, Dr. Goza, can you talk about some of the health risks associated with vaping and e-cigarettes? I sure can. E-cigarettes are the most common tobacco product uh, used amongst teenagers. One in four middle and high school students are vaping, which means they've used an e-cigarette in the last 30 days. We've even heard reports of children who sleep with them under their pillow because they can't go through the whole night without taking a hit on their vaping apparatus. Young brains are, are still developing and uniquely vulnerable. So adolescents and young adults can become addicted really quickly. Um, and this is compounded in that e-cigarettes have such higher levels of nicotine. In addition, with all of that, there's acute poisoning risk from e-cigarettes. The exposure to nicotine has been shown to harm both maternal and fetal health during pregnancy and can have a lasting impact on adolescent brain development. Really decreasing the prevalence of nicotine use, especially among children and adolescents, really can benefit public health. And Georgia really does not even have a tax for vaping or e-cigarette products at this point. And, and that's my, my next question was to Dr. Fincher, is that keeping in mind that there were six vaping deaths last year, um, is Georgia taxing vaping products or e-cigarettes and whether it should? Absolutely. We need to have total parity in the taxes on any tobacco in any form. We also know that vaping is that has that, it's like a gateway drug, if you will. It has that effect that while um, teens may start with uh, a vaping pen um, because it, it's cleaner, it doesn't smell, a sense that it's cooler, looks like a flash drive, many of them, um, what, what it does is open them up to smoking other things as they uh, progress in their use of tobacco and go on to regular cigarettes, marijuana, and other things. So that's a real important issue. And we know that every year over 2 million young adults use the electronic cigarettes and that is their first use. And then it goes on to uh, gateway into more things. And they aren't vaping to quit smoking. This is their starter pack. This is like for us, um, uh, Dr. Goza and Dr. Uh, Harris and I, uh, Donald, you're probably too young, but we all remember in the 60s when we all um, wanted the bubblegum cigarettes, you yeah. know, at the grocery store. Yes. And so this yeah. is kind of this generation's bubblegum cigarette. It looks like a flash drive. It's, it's sexy. It's cool. And 
They're trying to hook them and it ought to be taxed because again, youth is very sensitive cost-wise. And so you run that cost up, it decreases their use. And, and Dr. Harris, you've been, um, you've spoken on this topic many a times um, as a spokesperson for the American Medical Association. Is there anything you'd like to add on vaping and e-cigarettes? Well, I have and actually had the opportunity uh, again with uh, Drs. Goza and Fincher through the National Press Club to talk about this issue. And so here's, here's what needs to happen. The physician community needs to, and, and hopefully we are the model for that, needs to speak loudly, clearly, and decisively about the need to reach at least, at least the national average tobacco tax to support uh, the patients and the citizens uh, of Georgia and, and our heroes in healthcare as well. Again, this pandemic has exposed so many of the gaps in our healthcare system, particularly in rural Georgia. Um, and so we want every uh, physician, actually everyone, but every physician should call and speak directly with their representative and their senator and urge them to publicly support, again, with us speaking loudly and clearly and decisively a tobacco uh, tax. You know, we are, again, appropriately focused on COVID, but all of those health issues remain, and we have to be clear about the need for increase in tobacco tax. Absolutely. Well, thank you. So let me, let me get some final thoughts uh, from the three of you, and, and I'd like to begin with Dr. Harris. Um, any final thoughts or key takeaway messages uh, for patients and, and physicians uh, before we let you go? Well, my, my final thought is that, you know, together um, we always work uh, to make a difference in our patients' lives. All of us uh, go into this profession to improve the health of our patients, uh, both individually and collectively. Um, and certainly this particular issue is one way uh, that we can do that. There are many more, and we will continue to do that together together. Uh, as organ in organized medicine, but also individually. So just thank you for the opportunity uh, to be here today. I want to thank my, my colleagues. I'm about to end my term. Uh, Sally's a little bit beyond the end, and Jackie's just beginning her term. But um, it, it's just such an honor to be in the company of these women. And I will work hard nationally and here in Georgia to do whatever I can, including increasing tobaccos uh, to reduce tobacco and nicotine use. Well, well, now that you're ending your term, we'll, we'll, we'll use you more now here at the state capitol. Yeah, I think right. we'll have a few more minutes. That's right. And Dr. Fincher, any, any final thoughts? Absolutely. You know, I think that we are at a time where our state is facing severe budget cuts, especially to Medicaid, Department of Public Health, and the Department of Community Health, in the middle of a pandemic, a national emergency. And our state is in the top 10 states with the most COVID cases and in the bottom three for ridiculously low tobacco taxes. We know the American College of Physicians, the American Academy of Pediatrics, and the American Medical Association. And in addition, I'm sure our family uh, practice physicians um, as well are calling on our state legislators and Governor Kemp to help Georgia at least be average. You know, this is where one of those things, can we at least be average um, and in our tobacco tax so that we can provide those important resources um, to our 
frontline healthcare workers, to the Department of Public Health, to the Department of Community Health, and prevent these cuts in their budgets that we can ill afford to make at this time. It is just so important that we come together and all get on the same page because this is something that is gonna help the health of our state as well as plug lots of these budget holes that we have now. And again, I just wanna thank uh, Dr. Goza and Dr. Harris for just their wonderful leadership over the past year. And um, I'm, I'm trying to follow in their footsteps and do the best job I can this year for the American College of Physicians. Absolutely. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. And then Dr. Goza, any final thoughts? So I'd just like to say thank you to Dr. Harris and Dr. Fincher again, too, because this has been a great journey with the three of us, mm -hmm. um, the Georgia women leading these organizations. So thank you, guys. But I, I would just like to say our children are counting us to do what is right here. This, this is what we need to do for our children. We need to be bold in our actions to end this youth tobacco epidemic. Increasing the cigarette tax could result in 59,700 fewer adult smokers, 3,200 youth who would not become addicted to nicotine and would not become adult smokers, and 24,100 premature deaths due to tobacco use would be avoided. Amen. How can we not do this? Right. right. Well, I, I want to say thank you. I mean, this has been such an honor to have uh, all of you on the show today. I really do appreciate it. And especially, I think Georgia set the standard here uh, with, with the, the three largest uh, medical associations all being led by women. So thank you so much uh, for taking your time because I know uh, your schedules are very busy. I know that um, aside from this call, you probably have a few more calls. And so thank you for your time today. Thank you for your advocacy. Thank you for all the work you, you and your organizations are doing. And, uh, and more importantly, Thank you being from Georgia and being members of MAG. So thank you very much. <laughs> so thank you all. Uh, and, and also I want to thank you all for sharing really important information today and, and best wishes uh, for the rest of your terms. And hopefully we can get this tobacco tax across the line and continue to educate folks about it. Um, I would also like to thank and applaud every physician and, and every allied health professional and, and staff member for all that they're doing, especially during this pandemic and the sacrifices that they're making. Um, from everybody at MAG, thank you. And we look forward to seeing you in the next Top Docs. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for watching this episode of Top Docs. Please share this program with your colleagues and family and friends. Remember to follow MAG on Facebook and Twitter. And don't forget, you can get past episodes of the show at mag.org backslash top docs. From everybody at MAG, we look forward to catching up with you on our next episode of Top Docs.